to fork around. Do I? I have we have hit record. Um, yeah, got hello. Welcome to <laughs> what the fork? Ladies, you forget you have things to say. What the forks? What the forks? A uh, twilight. What the forks? <laughs> We are rusty. It has been a minute since we dove back into this podcast. Um, we have been promising this episode for like a year and maybe more. Um, so I just want to say so sorry. Also, thank you to all of our loyal listeners because I still see that you guys are listening to this podcast over and over. And I that like warms my heart. Because that means like we've touched your you in a an appropriate way, and <laughs> you know, and like you like what we talk about and you like what we're doing, and we've been promising to talk about our trip to Forks, which we did, and also fun news, bringing back the book podcast in general, which we have actually scheduled the first book. Ooh. Ooh. Um, which will be exciting. So that's coming. So just some quick, um, hello, what have you been up to? Who am I always with? This is Sarah, in case you forgot what my voice sounds like. Ladies. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kiki. Yes, as always. Um, so there's been this like rumor going around before we dive into forks about like stephanie meyer releasing two new books again and i'm sitting over here like we knew this we talked about this already we've made lists and videos of books we'd rather have so i'm just like why is this going around again i have no idea but to be honest i am not excited unless i know it's something we asked for I don't think it's going to be anything that we asked for. We did not ask for this. <laughs> we did not ask for this. I didn't ask for this. We asked for Midnight Sun because we knew that existed. And mm -hmm. I just want a Carlisle book. That's my number one ask. Right? Like, these, these are things that I asked for, and I know we're not getting them. I want a Carlisle book. I want a whole Rosalie book. I want, honestly, any of the Cullen family's backstories because they're fascinating. I mean, I'd like to know who Esme was. Right? We know nothing. More. Literally we know, nothing. We literally know nothing about Esme. She could go from the ground up and make this amazing story. Okay? Exactly. Uh, the people who came to help, the Irish clan, the Egyptians. Give me a story yeah. about uh, the Volturi back in the day and how crazy they were. Exactly. Give me the Fantastic Beast version of people who know about magical secret powers and things, you know? Give yeah. me the Volturi story. Exactly, because weren't they, were they like out here talking about they had like a Rolodex of powers from people? And I'm like, if you have this, I'd like to see it. Right. Mm -hmm. So Stephanie Meyer, if you happen to be one of our listeners. <laughs> Twilight New Mutant, please. <laughs> Twilight New Mutant. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. Um, that's like the Twilight news. I just had to share that because I'm like, what is going on? This is weird. And Jordan, you and I will be redoing your video yes. for TikTok. Oh yeah, updates. More fun things are coming because we, you okay. know, trust the Collins. We gotta like do some fun stuff. Twilight also has to be that guy. Um, 
She also promised us a sequel to The Host, and that was like 15 years ago. <laughs> mm. I don't, didn't she come out and say, I'm not doing that anymore? She's like, I'm done. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because the movie bombed. So she's like, we're good. I'm good with this world. We're not going to go back. Let's go to the popular one and make it happen. So let us dive in to Forks because we had this great idea to do a long ladies weekend to go to Forks in Seattle in December because that's when my birthday is. Um, so I think we had such an amazing trip. Overall, I think it was great. I think I, oh, it go was ahead, a, I think it was a good trip. I think we weathered the weather very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Forks left a lot to be to not be spoken about. <laughs> so I think that we did it right, and I'm glad that the three of us get along and travel well together. And we have a very similar like travel ethos we're like we'll get up we'll do something in the morning we'll go back to the room take a nap then we'll go out again at night like i don't like people who want to try like back to back to back to back activities and excursions i'm on vacation i need to rest y'all that's the point of being on vacation so i'm glad we did that and i think that kiki discovered an important vacation hack uh in our current digital media landscape go on tiktok and research the city you're going to because you will find things that you never knew existed. I've been to Seattle before and at least two of the restaurants and activities we did, I didn't know about. And Kiki found TikToks and like, we should go here. And we did. And it was great. Yes. Yes. There's still, I don't know if anybody is planning a trip to Seattle anytime soon, but they have hot tub boats that you can drink in and go out on the water and all this craziness. And of course, you know, we didn't plan that deep. No. We knew what we were doing. We were going to Forks. But I'm just saying that was like something that we need to definitely go back and do. Right. We talk I about agree. this all the time, that we're going back to Seattle for the hot tub boat. 100%. Like, but like as Kiki said, that wasn't what this trip was about. Seattle was like the extra perk to the going to like Forks and Port Angeles. And I think what... Well, I think we need to warn people that if they are traveling to Forks and Port Angeles, that that's kind of how you, you kind of have to do it to get the best value is that you go to Seattle, you drive to Port Angeles, probably stay in Port Angeles for a night, then go to Forks because Forks is a day trip, y'all. Then go back to Port Angeles and then fly home from Seattle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's basically, that's basically what we did. And I, um, I feel like because I, you know, post a little bit about our trip on TikTok. So if you found us through our TikTok, hello and welcome. Um, so basically for us, how you get there is you have to like rent a car. There's no Ubers. Don't take an Uber over there. And you take the water ferry, which I love that this was like the first time both of you had ever been on a ferry with a car. <laughs> I'm from California. We don't do that here. Why would I need to get on a boat with a car? That makes no sense. I just loved it. I was like, they're so excited. And they're like, oh, back to sleep. Because we left real early. Um, find a spot to stay in the Port Angeles area. Like that whole, if you're really outdoorsy, it could be definitely more than a day trip. You could hike the national park that's there. Like, but that's not who we are. That's which, which the name is Ho. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. 
And it's called the whole rainforest. rainforest. Yeah, the whole rainforest. The whole rainforest is beautiful, though. And I will say, like, I would love to rent a cabin and stay there for a couple of days because it's absolutely gorgeous. Just driving through it was, like, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. There's, like, fey traps galore. Like, it's it's stunning. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely gorgeous. And, like, you drive through all these, like, these little water towns. And I call them water towns because they're not quite beach towns. You know, they're, like, all a little, like tiny houses along the way there are starbucks because we did hit a starbucks along the way to port angeles and it takes a little over three hours to get there from seattle and we did the thing we stayed in port angeles i want to say we stayed what was it like the red lion inn yeah yeah Yeah. and it was on the water it was beautiful and we even hit up bella italia now i one thing that people kept commenting on the tiktok is like nothing was filmed there nothing's filmed there like well yeah that's not the reason we went. We didn't go to see all these filming locations. We went to go see the area that inspired the book. Because yes. until you do, you don't really understand. Because mm-hmm. Forks is not Portland. No. 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 They not made... at all. Honestly, it left me with questions about the book because... By nobody knowing, like, by us not knowing where Forks was, right? And then them filming it in Portland, you get the feeling that this is, like, a city. And then when you get to actually Forks, it is a one-street town, y'all. It is the smallest town I've ever been in in my life. And even when we were in Port Angeles, and I'm like, what mall did they go through? Because we've driven through all of Port Angeles. I don't see a mall here. Where did they buy those prom dresses? (laughs) Right? I know. It had to be, like, a vintage store. I mean, come on. Maybe some the one dress shop orders and like samples of prom dresses. Like it had to be. And everything in Port Angeles, like a store wise closed at five. Like if you did not go shopping, you did not go look, everything closed at five. Most restaurants closed by seven. We were lucky that, you know, Bella Italia stayed open a little later because we didn't know what time we were going to get back. So definitely when you go look at the times for things that you want to do because it is going to close a lot earlier than you think. This is a very tiny, like fishing town, logging town that, you know, we'll say though, shout out to Port Angeles and their combination KFC Taco Bell. Yes. Yes. (laughs) They came in clutch for us. Wait, didn't we go to Baskin Robbins too? Yes. We tried to and the Baskin Robbins was already closed. Mm -hmm. It was too late. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it was only like eight thirty. <laughs> Wasn't late. I know, but that really proved. You know, we are city people. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and Jordan, we all grew up in the suburbs. In the suburbs, stuff does close early for sure. I know that growing up in OC, my McDonald's closed at like nine thirty. Mm-hmm. So you know, that was early. It's twenty four hours out in LA. But, but living this lifestyle, it was really hard to be somewhere and be like, I have to get everything done while yeah. the sun is up, which, by the way, is only in the winter for like five hours. And it's so short. The sun starts setting like 3 p.m. Yeah, it was dark fast. It was crazy. And we were in bed like because we got there the night before we went to Forks and we were in bed by nine. And we're like, there's nothing to do. We have nowhere no. to go. Which, again, shout out to MTV, because while we were staying on our trip, MTV was doing a Twilight Marathon. So, of course, we watched Twilight in the hotel room. Breaking Dawn Part 2. 
I know that was a, a complete strike of luck that we were really able was. to just watch Twilight on TV. We did not have to plan, bring it, or anything. No, no it just and we got to Mystery Science Theater because we've seen it so many times. Exactly. I made one of the best jokes I think I've ever made when Bella, when Edward looks at Bella right after the wedding, and I was like, I feel like fucking something. <laughs> Oh, it was a good time. It was so fun. I think, you know, also to your point that you were making earlier, Jordan, the way the books describe everything, I was expecting it to be sub like suburban, but Port Angeles is described as the city. So I think I was expecting more of like a Seattle mm-hmm. vibe versus just another small town. Yep. But compared to Forks, which is literally like a one stoplight town, a one stoplight town. I could see how Port Angeles is the city. Sure. Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But that's just not me coming in. That's not what I was expecting. No, I'm from, <laughs> I grew up in the suburbs of LA. So I'm thinking a city is mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, even my small town in Virginia was bigger than Port Angeles. So that's what's so crazy to me. And I'm like, we had a late night IHOP. Anyway. <laughs> So our next day, we got up pretty early and we started the drive to Forks. And of course, the whole time we're just like playing out the movie because, <laughs> you know, like Edward driving back and so angry. And those roads, one, while beautiful, were very small and terrifying. Yes. So I understand why Bella was freaking out about him flying on these two lane tiny roads on these windy mountains. Yeah, no, no, ma'am. No, thank you. Super scary, super tiny, pretty windy. And, and of course, it's December. We were there, so it was raining basically nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I I have beautiful footage of like rain hitting the water yeah. that I was taking through the window of the car. But my God, terrifying. Terrifying. And like also on the side of the road, like random waterfalls would happen. Yes. yes. I was like, waterfall. And you guys are like, what? I'm like, hold on. It's going to happen again. And then it just kept being like a waterfall, another waterfall. And I'm like, so it's beautiful. And I'm trying to drive and I'm trying to take in like the majesty that I'm going through. And also, I don't want to drive back in the dark because no, there's no lights. There was no nothing. No, but it was beautiful. You're literally driving through a rain, like the outskirts of a rainforest. And I don't know, like she describes everything to be wet and rainy and blah, blah, blah. And I know it does get warmer and sunnier in the summer, but once, and like the rain did stop every once in a while, but once we got to Forks, like we got to the sign that said, welcome to Forks. It was like a wall of rain. You know, it was almost like that was the border. I thought it was so crazy. Mm-hmm. It also started to make sense why they filmed so much in Portland, not just because like Portland's prettier, but because it's so wet up there. The poor cameramen, there's no way. There's no way. way. Not a way in the world. Like it rained, it rains. Like there's moss on the roads. Like that's how crazy it rains, you know? Even if it's not raining, there's still just like mist in the air. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like not humidity. Mist. Mist. Yeah, yeah, it's like walking in a cloud. Yeah. Beautiful. Stunning. Absolutely. Like, we cannot discount this. No. Go to the TikTok. Look at some of our footage. It is very, very, very beautiful. But yeah. if you are not a rain person. No. No. 
Don't do it. So we don't like it in cold and wet. I get it. We woke up super early. We got to forks. We got to forks so early that none of the twilight stuff was open. And I I will say that's like the welcome area. (laughs) That's like the cool thing I think about the city of forks is that they know they know what their claim to fame is, and they lean Mm -hmm. into it, and they're very friendly. Like everything has twilight something in the window. There were little thrift shops that had like twilight books in the windows. They have the museum. They have the welcome center. Like they know why you're visiting. 100%. 100%. And we even drove by the hardware store that Bella and Mike work. And it's mm-hmm. like named the same thing. So I was like, oh, that's that. That's so cool. And when you go to the Welcome Center, I thought the Welcome Center was like way better than I was expecting. Oh, yeah. You, you've got the two cars. You've got Bella's book car or truck rather. And then like the movie truck. Like, And I was like, that's like why why you would ever differentiate I don't understand, but also thank you. Yeah, super cute, super fun taking pictures of both. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was awesome. And the woman at the Welcome Center is so nice. She knows why you're there. The nice they day. have maps that they already give you that tells you where all the different locations you can visit are, where the museum is. They have all this different Twilight memorabilia in there. Some of it's for sale. They've got a huge like map of the world, and they let you put in a push pin from where you're from. Uh huh. And it's like, it is covered in pins. People from all over the world are visiting Forks. It's outrageous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, people from Lithuania. Like, it's it's people from outside of the outside of the world. Like, I was surprised and shocked at how many people made this adventurous trek. Because it's not an easy place to get to, you know? It's not like you hop on a plane and hop off and you're there. Like, it's a right. book that takes place in New York or something. Like, Forks is pretty out there it's a destination like Mm -hmm. you have to choose to go there you're not gonna just randomly accidentally drive through yeah it's not gonna be somewhere on the way to somewhere you know Mm -hmm. you could easily get to portland or any other major city not driving through forks it's not a necessary route um which is why, you know, we took that awesome ferry and mm-hmm. we have to make. <laughs> we made a whole weekend out of it because you, you have, have to. You have to. And I and it wasn't that expensive either, which I thought was really great. Like, especially like staying overnight and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, in terms of trips that we've taken, it was very affordable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. It was great. Like, could you imagine if you were from Forks and all of a sudden this book comes out and then all of a sudden no one lives in your, like, comes to your little logging town and all of a sudden now everyone around the world is coming to your town? I would be overwhelmed. I, no, yeah. there's no way I'd be able to deal with that. Uh, I mean, as someone who grew up in a touristy place, I get it. It sucks sometimes because you actually do make a lot of friends who like, like you'll meet someone really cool outside the house. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, and I'm from here. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, never mind. Well, I think it's going to be besties, but I just feel like the transition is what would like freak me out. Like if I lived in Forks pre twilight and was minding my business in my tiny little town mm-hmm. and then twilight happened and boom, I feel like that would be a difficult pill to swallow. Exactly. exactly. It's different growing up in a place that's already touristy than yeah. living in a place before it is. And then it becomes. So absolutely. For sure. I would understand that the people were rude. Like we, I don't think we, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I didn't actually go into the gas station to use the restroom, um, that while the people who worked in the Twilight places were lovely, the locals were, there was a few flags and signs. Yeah, 
There are some flags and some signs that made me say, let's get out of Forks before we go to lunch. Let's just, let's just have lunch when we're back in the city. Um, (laughs) There were some signs and some flags that made me a little nervous. Definitely employed the buddy system when we had to get out of the car to go to the gas station. (laughs) Yes. And in case you only listen to us and you have never seen us, more than half of this podcast are black women. So (laughs) it is definitely. Sarah, I am the token white lady and I'm okay with that. (laughs) That being said, not only do we read Twilight, we watch a lot of horror movies. So when Kiki said, can we go to this bathroom? I said, not alone. That's a wee thing. Both of us are getting out the car and going. But the gas station sold dino chicken nuggets. And and bags of candy. You could just like buy a bag. Uh, You could, you bought like a paper bag and you got to fill it up with candy. Yeah. (laughs) They don't have that in LA. They sure don't. And that was fun. Um, Let's talk about the Twilight Museum because I was... It's this tiny little room that I was so impressed with. And the woman who runs it, and I wish I remember her name, was so nice. Uh, but also a tip on the Twilight Museum, it's not open every day. And we got lucky because we did not look that up until the next, like the night before to see what time it opened. Yeah. Yes. And so make sure you plan that because it's not open every day. It does have very particular hours. And the cool thing is the woman was so nice, but she said that she often changes out the displays. So mm-hmm. you can visit more than once if you want to. Um, but it was so cool. They had the books printed in a bunch of different languages and different versions of the books, like uh, the manga adaptation and like different things like that. Uh, tons of costumes from the movie. And my favorite thing, Chuck Esme was there. Oh, man. Jump oh scare, God. Chuck Esme. <laughs> Do you know that I took so many photos of Chuck Esme that on the iPhone, how it has people albums? Stop it. <laughs> my no. iPhone recognizes Chuck Esme as a person. <laughs> wow that's a lot of pictures wow to be fair though chuck esme is fascinating because they also were playing the behind the scenes video above it and i think i posted like a couple little videos that include our chuck esme and so like you learn the story of why they didn't use it because it is a nightmare Nightmare. it's absolute nightmare fuel in person too like that thing it, it, go, you, it should be next to Annabelle. Like, it's got weird freckles. Like, it's. If you think the CGI I, baby is bad, you need to see Chuck Esme, and then you'll realize they were doing their best. <laughs> they did. The, I did my best. Um, yeah. I love this little tidbit that she gave us. When you look at all of the costumes, if they're in like a silver mannequin or on a silver mannequin those are the vampires if they're on a normal mannequin those are humans so like you'll see bella's outfits and then when she changes her mannequin changes so i thought that was really cute too like little touches mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. i think my favorite costume they had on display was they have the suit and the dress from bella's nightmare and mm-hmm. breaking yes the nightmare wedding it's so good. And it's like in this amazing display with like an arch over it. Um, and they also had, so someone had a Twilight wedding and had everything replicated from the movie. So while the museum didn't have the original stuff from the movie, they had this wedding from this couple and they had her dress and her shoes and the bent wooden benches and stuff. And I thought that was one crazy because someone did that. I couldn't even imagine how expensive that was and hopefully beautiful. Um, but also very cool because then we they have a piece of replication history in a mm-hmm. way. 
They also had, I forget how she explained it to us, but they have like this big cardboard wolf that's like yeah. the size of what Jacob was supposed to be. Yeah, and I think it was like his stand-in basically because you, know, you couldn't yeah. like stand in a wolf. So it wasn't on like a tennis ball like they do a lot of times. So instead, so that you would know the spacing of him because he's supposed to be around them, they use this like cutout of a wolf with a J on it. So I'm assuming like Sam's is an S. And, like, they had, like, letters for everyone. And I thought that was so cool. Yeah, and it's just this big, like, plexi, foamy board wolf. Yeah. Which, in scale, when you're standing next to it, you get, like, oh, these definitely were not, like, regular wolves. Like He's big. He's big boy. Wolves. These were big wolves, you know. These were skinwalkers, for sure. <laughs> you just said that. Those were skinwalkers, for sure. Yo, um, <laughs> good movie. I like that movie. Maybe I'll ask Christina Ricci about that movie because I'm doing Paley Fest. Um, <laughs> like, ma'am, it's a good one. Oh, and I they had tons of signs, like like the Spartan sign and a whole area like dedicated to the Quillette tribe. Um, and the museum is free. And I feel like people don't realize that the museum is free because we didn't realize that we were ready to drop some cash. We're like, how much is it to get in here? Um, and it's really run by a woman who just loves the series, loves the movies. And I believe they even run the festival that happens every year. They mm -hmm. do. Yeah. She said they run the festival that happens every year. She said that the majority of the things they have on display are donation based, like fans just continue the, um, to help the museum and help it grow. And so they find all these things and donate them so other fans can experience it. Yeah. And that the space is like, well, started off even smaller and it's constantly growing. You know, they're trying mm -hmm. to uh, make sure they can keep as many things out for fans and people all around as they can. Exactly. And it's just this one room. And so she has to, you know, pace people and how many she can bring in but you don't have a time limit you can stay in as long as you want you can take it to much as much video and photos as you want and i kind of love that it wasn't like a 30 minute limit you were just she was just like nah have a good time i know why you're here i know why you want to be yeah. here you gotta do all she did was ask that we tag her and then she said she'd listen to the podcast <laughs> yeah so i hope she's listening we'll find out <laughs> she can send us a lovely little message um and then once we finished there we like we looked at a couple of the places that were on the map that was given to us at the gift not gift shop the welcome center because it was like the police station was actually the school like the school or something like that and like there were some exteriors yeah. that they used and you could drive by all of those and they and also places like on the map that like where they think Bella's house would have been where they think Edward's house would have been and they are actually really nice homes uh-huh uh, and something that we laughed at, because, like, if you look at where they lived on the outskirts of town and the outskirts of Forks was literally like if you're on one end of this long street to the other end of this long street. So it was like less than half a mile. And we're like, of course, no wonder he could just get there in a second. Yeah. Well, Not only that, um, everyone said, you know, the Collins kind of lived like on the outside of town. Mm -hmm. Which, if you think of it as like a one street town where everything is kind of centralized, it is kind of weird that they were out there. Because mm -hmm. you're like, why would you want to be so far away from everyone when all there is is forest around here? Like, yeah, but that's so far away was like a mile. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
it's still like a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a hop, skip, not even a jump. Just a hop, skip. I also- then after we left Forks, we went to my favorite place that we saw, First Beach. First Beach. La Push, baby. It's La, La Push. <laughs> which is possibly one of the most beautiful beaches I've ever seen. And along the way, there was those places we stopped that had the sign that was like, no, vampires aren't allowed. And the other side had like the twilight, like painting on it. And then we took photos under the vampire, like threat level meter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's some fun things to do while you're on your way to first beach. And I thought that was very, very cool. And some things that um, I've seen in comments were that um, the tribe had asked people not to come there. But before we went, we did look it up because we knew there had been some back and forth and backlash from the books and fans coming. And they were very open. And everything that we saw said, please come. You're welcome. So I feel like we need to say that because I know, Jordan, you were very much on looking that up. Yes. Yeah. I was very much about being respectful and it was, they very much um, enjoy people being there. They uh, ask that you patronize their businesses. Like they're very open to it. Um, And my God, first beach is just beautiful. You guys, like I grew up in Southern California. I grew up a mile away from the beach. My mom legitimately would just kick us out and be like, go to the beach. Don't come home until the streetlights are on. So like I've seen beaches before. This was something else. Like I've never seen anything this beautiful. Mm-hmm. And there was like redwood, like remnants from like the logging that they do up there, like beautiful. It's like a rock beach, you mm-hmm. know, it's not like deep sand that um, it was like a hike a little bit, you know, it's you have little... to walk through the redwoods to get to the shore. Yeah, it yeah. was, but it was stunning. It was a whole different type of beach that us and SoCal are used to, you know? Right. And I think people, because I had some comments say, this is one of the ugliest places I've ever seen. Pretty beaches are like Hawaii and the Caribbean. And I'm like, and I'm those are beautiful as well, but it's completely different. Like this isn't that blue water, sandy beach that you're going to go in every day and have a great time. This is a hangout beach. This is where you go and have bonfires. You cliff dive. When we saw those cliffs on the side, like on the edges, <laughs> I was like, that's where they dove from? What? That stuff is so high. No wonder Edward thought she was dead. Yeah. I'm like, uh, and how rough the water was. The water was so rough because it was really windy. And I don't know if that's year round, but when we were there, it was freezing because that wind was like 20 miles an hour. It was We aggressive. couldn't even skip rocks. It was absurd. Yeah. You were trying so hard, Jordan. And you're like, working against me. (laughs) I know. And I was like, ready to be on my goblin because all the rocks were so pretty. And I was just like, I can't do it. It's too cold. I don't have gloves. I cannot touch anything. I touched a starfish. It was dead. (laughs) There were many regrets. My hand smelled like tuna for hours. It did. It was... (laughs) He kept being like, does it smell? And I'm like, yes. Yes, it does still smell. Go in the shower. <laughs> washing it. It was really, yeah. it was absolutely putrid. Don't touch starfish, even if they look like they're dried out. They're probably yeah. not. Don't do it's it. It's a sea creature that died. <laughs> yeah, it was just stunning. And the way the sun was coming through the clouds and over the water and like the cliff sides, absolutely one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen, ever seen beach wise. I know, beaches don't like, just have to be sandy and blue, peeps. 
if you're a man that I meet in the future and you listen to my podcast because you want to know me better and you're like, I want to propose to this girl, First Beach. Somehow trick me into going back to First Beach. I'll say yes, even if you're dumb. Boom. It, look, it, you said you wanted to stay up in like at the yeah. whole right. rainforest. So yeah. that's even it. if you're a little ugly, be like, I'm going to take you to the whole rainforest. And I'll be like, you're the man of my dreams. And I'll say yes. <laughs> you're, you're the man of my dreams. <laughs> That's so I like funny. you're describing a Jacob, and that's <laughs> and we don't like that. We aren't Jacob people here. We are not Team Jacob here. I shame people at work when they say they're Team Jacob because people are Team Jacob. They are Team Taylor Lautner, and it is not the same thing. Not the same. Not, not the same, same thing. thing. Yes, um, exactly. We brought because uh, like, I got us gifts, and uh, we got those little blue keychains so we could take like photos and things with the blue filter. But something we all noticed was that. This area was very blue, not necessarily that blue from the film, but because of the clouds and because of the rain and the way everything filtered through, it was this hue of a bluish gray for everything. And so while Catherine Hardwick over-exaggerated it, it exists. It does exist. And the other thing that people who have not been up there, I think, always call out in the movies is all the fog, especially when it's like surrounding um, James and some of the other people. I'm like, why is there fog? But if you're up there, literally the mountains are so high up that there are clouds passing through those trees. Yeah, it's very cool. Like, as we drove through all of that, and I wish like we could have just popped up a GoPro on that car and just recorded the drive because it was insane the way that the trees were frozen you know i've seen snow on trees but not like icicle trees like we we were seeing Mm -hmm. and it was like one side was like sparkly diamond icicles and the other side was like wet mossy green forest like it was pretty crazy and we listened to folklore and evermore by taylor swift in the car so i was like living out my cottagecore dreams okay just so good it was so good and then we came back after or is there anything else you guys want to touch on from forks or um first beach it's a day trip like don't think that you're going to be there forever it's a day trip it is worth it if you're twihards like we are and if you're listening to this then yes you're a twihard so do it but it's a day trip Yeah, yeah i i have no regrets for not staying in Forks. I do not think it's the town that you have to stay the night over. And um, we decided to stay in Port Angeles just because the Airbnbs we were coming across um, were really expensive and like kind of real bare bones. And I don't know about our listeners, but I am a city girl and I need my hot water and my heater mm-hmm. and my mattresses and my amenities. you need amenities i need, I need amenities. amenities i need amenities i go camping but i go glamping i need amenities exactly there- I, I always say i'm a two-day one night camper because like mm-hmm. i i am not gonna go without a shower for more than like 48 hours baby yeah there was one spot we were looking at that did not have heat but it had like a log fire like thing and i was like i'm not doing that i'm not who's chopping that wood we're not doing that i'm not playing with wood i'm not playing with fire and then get in trouble for burning down the airbnb i'm okay Mm -hmm. exactly and we even had to move our reservation at um bella italia as well because we had it for like eight o'clock because we didn't know how late we'd be there we don't know how long it would take to do everything and we had to move it back to like five because we were literally done by like 3 30 with everything Mm -hmm. And we probably could have been done sooner, but we just like took our time. Also, yeah. you have 
You have the whole day. Take your time. You are not in a rush. There's, it's not like going to Disneyland, you know, and you've got the <laughs> one park and you gotta get it all in. That's, this is literally like if you were to just go to Main Street. Yeah. It is just literally visiting a plaza where there's a Target and like, you know, the Ulta and the TJ. And the Home Goods. And the Home Goods. <laughs> Think of that in your mind. I know. Yeah. I know that you girlies are out there and you're like, what is the ultimate day? And it's like Starbucks, Target, Ulta, Home Goods, TJ Maxx. It is one of those types of days where you only need a couple of hours and yeah. it's right there and you're going to be done. And then you're going to go home, take a nap and then go out to dinner, which is exactly what we did. We went back to Port Angeles, took a nap at the hotel and then went out to Bella Italia. Which is great because like in my head, I was like, where do you think all this took place? Because you know, it's their date. It's when he like, saves her from the creepy men and they go and she, and they serve the mushroom ravioli it would have been such a misstep if they never did but they absolutely mm -hmm. do um and we all just ordered a bunch of food and sat in there and talked about our day and drank wine and shared all the goodness yeah. that we ordered. they have a very good wine list for our listeners who are over the age of 21 mm -hmm. so that's a bonus mm -hmm. uh dinner was decent like i it's, it was not the best dinner I've ever had in my life, but I wasn't complaining or hungry after. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I also wasn't expecting like a five-star meal. No. I was expecting like small town Italian food. Yeah. And that's what I got. Yeah. My only complaint about the food, and I said this when we were there, is that you could add shrimp to several items, which we did. Mm -hmm. um, and you can tell that they just cook all the shrimp at once and like leave it in a warmer and then they just dump it on top of whatever you add it to. So but it doesn't really have the flavors yeah. of the dish. Yeah, that's small town cooking, though. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna. You know. I'm not... It is what it is. It was fine. I wasn't mad. Yeah. I wasn't like, yes. oh, this is inedible. I ate it, and I was good to go. And then we tried to go to Baskin Robbins, and that bitch was closed. <laughs> <laughs> but but we did hit the McDonald's drive-through, and that their one McDonald's and the ice cream machine was working. Correct. Which never <laughs> happens. Correct. You got to go to a small town to get a working ice cream machine. That's the hack. Because I think like their only dessert was like tiramisu and like one other thing that we were not into. And that's just because that was our personal preference. Yeah. yeah. Not because it was bad, just we didn't want it. Yeah. And that happens all the time. I will literally do that at any restaurant and then be like, you want to hit the McDonald's? Oh, yeah. Like, we yeah. are dessert bitches when we're together. Yeah. I think like, it was so cold. We were literally just like ice cream on the brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why we kind of sure. ventured for ice cream. Yeah. And then we went back to our room, showered, changed for bed, passed out, and then left the next morning. The end. <laughs> that was like, it was the loveliest girls trip. And I would do it again. I would do it again. Well, see, now I'm ready to see where the movie was filmed. Oh, yeah. The next trip yes. is Portland. Portland is next, 100%. I want to stay in the Twilight House. That's what I was going to say. You can stay at Bella's house, which is what we got to do. I keep working on it every month on the first of the month. That's when they open up reservations for the following year. And I try every time. I'm going for April. 
we're trying for April 1st. Fingers crossed, guys. Fingers crossed. Um, To do it, because I'll just book out the house and I have plenty of friends that I can fill it with. So I think it would be bla- a blast for like a long weekend in Portland to see all the filming. We'll drive out to St. Helens. We'll drive all over because it wasn't just Portland. Mm-hmm. And we'll check out all the filming locations. Because if mm-hmm. we did the inspiration, we've got to do where they filmed it. Because we are not just... A book club. We're a movie club as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Duh. That's why um, our next one, or I guess I'll get there in a minute. But is there anything else you guys want to talk about with our lovely little trip to Forks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your face is... Um... <laughs> no, I think we got it. I think we got it. I don't want to sell it too high. No, like... I'm selling it on the reality, baby. Yeah, we did it. It was a good time. I had a good time. I'm glad I did it. Like, I'm not upset Mm -hmm. that I did it by any means. I had expectations. And it's not that they were not met. They just weren't what I thought. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is what I was expecting. And and it was over here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not that it was under. It was like, oh, no, that's what this is. It was over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I was thinking one thing. And I got something completely different. And I was like, whoa. Look, but also like, that accommodated perspective mm-hmm. and it made us see everything in like such a different light, you know, see what Bella was coming to and from mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what a sacrificial lamb this little girl is because I would have been like, mama, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Going to- no wonder uh, Renee wanted out of forks and I understand. I don't blame her. I don't blame her. I don't. I don't blame her. And then also, Charlie makes so much more sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it adds mm-hmm. an extra level to him completely. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I get this, man. And also, I understand why the Colons went there. It really is the place that is covered in rain and clouds 90% right? of the time. The sun is not out. You can just hang out as a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and hide your glittery skin. Exactly. Also, I mean, you could get away with it in a small town like that. People are trying to mind their business there, for the yeah. most part. So I you mean, know, we know we did on that level in L.A. We have so much cloud coverage, <laughs> and I feel like if a sparkly person walked down the street in L.A., nobody would pay attention. No, no one cares. No, no. It one would cares. be on next door right in the body That's what they yeah. think. Uh-huh. You know, they would think it's viral advertisement for some movie. Yeah. And yeah, it, and or it, feel like the kids are obsessed with body glitter again. Like it'd be mm-hmm, one of those yeah. moments for sure. And like this is an old reference, but the way that they describe them now and seeing that town, I'm like, it's like the Burbs. You know, like they're that weird family mm-hmm. with the bodies in the back. Like that's who the Collins were in Forks. That's it. like they rode around in all those cars. I was like, but you okay. know, you ain't gonna look a gift horse in the mouth. Mouth no. like a, a little town like that is getting a full on surgeon who's like willing to move his kids there and stay there. I'd be like, okay, well, yeah, it is what it is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. <laughs> I love it. Well, I had a, a lovely time. So should we fill everybody in on what this next the podcast life is gonna be? Yes, give them them a hint. If you're listening to this and you're listening to it on the What the Forks platform, um, make sure you migrate over to Smells Like Teen Angst. We are combining. This podcast will still be there. It'll still live in Forks. But if you want everything, 
Head over to Smells Like Teen Angst on your podcast platform. Subscribe there. Rate us there. And that's where we're going to be building everything. So we are going to keep it Smells Like Teen Angst podcast. And we are still keeping with the YA movie theme. And I got inspired because I saw that there's a couple of movies coming out that I feel like are right up our alley that were based on Wattpad books. And the first one is Perfect Addiction. So we are going to dive into this MMA love story of crazy because i was in love with the trailer and then i said ladies how do you feel and they said yes so in true what the forks smells like teen angst fashion we are reading the book and watching the movie and talking about it honestly i read quite a few like wattpad turned into novel books over my christmas vacation that i'm ready for this yeah like, I love the after movies when I shouldn't because they're so terrible. I made Kiki watch them because they're horabulous. Um, <laughs> they're just, I will love them forever and it's fine. Not in the same way because it's not this, it's it, it's not Twilight. Nothing can Twilight. ever be Twilight. Nothing will ever be Twilight. But we can Nothing find some fun and interesting things. And I still think we need to dive into Brie Tanner eventually because we never did that. And I feel like we can't close out this Twilight podcast without touch like doing like that short life of Brie Tanner. I mean, we're not closing it out because homegirls writing more books. True story. True story. We're just on pause. We will read those and talk about them with you as well. So thank you guys so much for listening and following along on our journey. If you want to keep up with us, make sure you subscribe to Smells Like Teen Inks on YouTube, on TikTok, follow us on all socials at SLT angst because our name is too long. We got to abbreviate and you can keep up with all of us on our comings and goings. And Jordan, where can people find you if they want to stalk you personally? You can find me on the internet at, at Lambertra. That is spelled L-A-M-B-E-R-T-R-A-A on all the socials. I just posted my very first personal TikTok because that's where I am in life. So <laughs> go ahead and take a look. I didn't even know. I'm going to go there now. Kiki. <laughs> Kiki, I mean, you can find me here. I'm always at Smells Like Teen Angst. Um, I do have socials. I do not update them. But it's the life of Kiki Cross, all platforms. But again, no need to waste your time. You can find me here at Smells Like Teen Angst. Always. Always. And until next time, everyone, fork off. Fork off. Yeah. <laughs>